Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. Hey artists, happy, late, hot, humid, horrible summer. Hope you're doing well. I took all of July off, which was was so nice. Never feels like enough, right? You take that vacation, you think, mm, this is going to be it. And then you're just like, I need more. I need more. So I'm back. Uh, Got so much going on. This is August is weirdly, I feel like it's sleepy everywhere else. But for me, there's um, a lot going on this month. I have a couple of shows coming up. One that's coming up in a couple weeks that I'm deep in preparation for. And I feel like I've inhaled so much spray paint. Um, I'm not, I'm wearing the, the mask and the suit and the glass. I'm doing the whole thing. I take it very seriously as an, you know, a, a woman in her late thirties. I don't mess around anymore, but I can still taste it. I'm like eating a sandwich and I can taste spray paint. What is that? So I'm deep in that and spray painting some sculptures and making all sorts of weird things for the show. It's very fun. It's been very playful, which has been um, nice to make some sculptural things instead of drawings, but, um, I'm deep in that. And I've been talking to a bunch of artists who work in collaborative mediums, writers, filmmakers, dancers, and I am doing something collaborative this fall. And this show I have coming up as a two-person show. Then I have another show in November that's a, also a two-person show. And so I thought I would do today's episode about collaboration. What is it to collaborate with someone? What is a successful collaborative relationship? What is maybe a less successful collaborative relationship? Um, how does that, you know, in the, my coaching work, what do I observe about collaboration, pros and cons? So I'm going to talk about that today and hopefully it's relevant for you wherever you are. Next month is the start of our fall coaching program cohort. It starts September 20th. It's on Wednesday nights and the group is already halfway full. It's going to be an awesome group from all over the place. And if you want to start making your work again, if you feel creatively blocked, if you do not know how to get back in momentum, if you want a process to help you get there, if you want to meet awesome, vulnerable people in a small cohort and connect around that, this is going to be the place for you. It's kind of amazing watching some of the alumni of this program, like over the last couple of years as they've developed. And some of them, you know, have, has the program has really jump-started their work. One of my artists is now actually producing dance works and having that talked about. Another one of my artists produced like a whole, um, you know, artist book that just got published. And now she's going to graduate school and studying something she really never expected to study. Just people are really blooming in a long-term way from this work. And it's just, so rewarding for me to see it. So if you feel that stuckness and you want to be in a really different place six months from now, a year from now, come on down. I'm going to treat you right. You won't regret it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Collaboration. Let's talk about it. So let's do a little audit. I want you to think about your creative life and think about uh, your collaborative relationships. 
Who are people that you have worked with to make something that you've been invested in? And which of those relationships have been great? Which ones did you feel enlivened by, elevated by, excited, like really just got felt that momentum and connection with another person and making something? Uh, what was going on? What made it great? Yeah. But then maybe let's think about some of your other collaborative relationships. Maybe ones that you got into on purpose. Maybe ones you got into not on purpose. What made those not so great? Were they, uh, was there just not a good dialogue going? Did you have different sets of expectations? Were there not a lot of boundaries happening there? Maybe you guys, you know, weren't communicating well. You were in different locations. What was it? that maybe made it hard? Was it with your partner or a close friend or somebody who you had a, you know, a different kind of relationship with or had you know, connected in another area of your life that made collaborating more difficult or in some cases for some people easier, okay? So great collaborative relationship. What was going on there? What made it great? Not so great collaborative relationship. What made it not so great? Okay, keep that in mind as we think through this. So I... Um, like I said, doing this show that's coming up and, um, I don't collaborate actually that often. I am pretty like thoughtful about who I collaborate with just because I've, I've done, you know, in my early creative life, did a lot of collaboration and, and found, you know, you know, not, it was hard to find somebody who was, I was really aligned with. And, um, I'm collaborating now with an artist named Anna Trevino on this show at Texas State University, which is coming up next month. And it's going awesome. You know, we're on the same page. She has an amazing vision, same communication style, lots of give and take, really responsive in the ideas. And that to me, um, someone I can really depend on, you know, and that to me is like a nice collaborative relationship, right? I kind of figured that out over many years. So I know what I'm looking for when I'm getting into a collaboration with somebody and I kind of set certain boundaries and I, you know, I, I'm able to like identify what works for me and what's going to make it really strong when I do it. But what I notice with a lot of the people that I work with is that oftentimes they are seeking out collaboration, maybe for the wrong reasons, right? We might be seeking collaboration to begin with because we want a dialogue. We don't want to feel so alone with our ideas and what we're working on. We want community. We want exchange. And we want accountability. And oftentimes we seek a collaborative partner because it's someone to like, you know, hold your feet to the fire and say, we got to get this in on time. We got to do this thing. You know, this is important. It's somebody telling you this is important, right? I'm as committed to this as you are. Let's go. That's what, that's kind of like an awesome collaborative relationship when that happens. So oftentimes creative people I find are, are seeking that in their collaborative relationship, but maybe they're also seeking a collaborator because they're struggling with confidence, right? They might not have a lot of confidence in their idea or their ability to execute that idea. And they think having somebody else involved, anybody else involved, right? Having kind of low expectations of a potential collaborator, uh, having anyone involved will pull me through this, will give me the confidence I'm looking for, will create the momentum that I need, right? And what can happen if you don't, you know, pick a collaborator that's a good fit for you is a couple things. One is that 
the partner could be, you know, a really dominating force, really strong energy. And they could not listen to your ideas and they could change things and they could take over, right? And they can they can really be the driver of the project and there's not an exchange between you, which is one one kind of outcome. Or on the other side of that, you can get a collaborator that's not as committed to it and is not, you know, pulling their weight and, and giving to the project. Maybe they're flaky, maybe they're someone you can't depend on. They're not as like committed to it as you are, right? And like and they kind of fall off and then your confidence goes with it. So in both cases, when you have a, a partner that's too dominating, uh, that your confidence can kind of slip, right? Because that person maybe changes the idea, changes the direction. And you're like, well, I guess, you know, that's that. Or you have a partner who's maybe less less into it, less uh, dependable, all of that kind of flakes out. And then maybe your confidence can slip with that as well, right? So those are examples of collaborative uh, relationships that maybe are not working so well. So some thoughts on how to approach this. If you work in a collaborative field, people in the directing world, the dancing world, uh, writers, it's uh, anyone or theater where you have uh, music too. You have, there's has to be different components involved, people involved in order to produce your work. Like I'm a painter, so I don't have to, it's not something I really have to think about on a day to day. But if you're a director or you're a dancer, right, and you're working with a team of dancers and choreographers, whatever, you, you have to have those people involved. So how do you find those people? How do you make a great collaborative relationship happen? Uh, all of that. Let's talk about that a little bit. This is completely self-defined, right? You get to decide what makes a great collaboration. And I would encourage you to think about that ahead of time. Think about your values, what's most important for you ahead of time, before, and let that guide how you seek and where you seek those collaborators. Okay, for example, let's say you, uh, communication is like a very, very strong value for you. You want someone to be prompt with their communication. You want them to be clear. You want responsive, all of that. You know, maybe that goes up really high on what you're looking for in a collabor collaborator. Or maybe creative vision and dialogue is really important for you. And you want someone who is maybe an expert in the topic that you're talking about. And you want someone to be able to like really bring a lot of expertise in that area. So thinking about what, is, what are the things that are most important to you and making those uh, like as a guideline for the way that you seek collaboration. Okay. Key piece of making it work. You want to make sure that you have confidence in your idea and what you're bringing to the table. And you're not necessarily looking to that collaborator to instill that confidence in you. That can happen, right? When you talk to somebody, you can be lifting each other up and that's really natural. But you want to, you're not seeking that from them. You know that you're what you're excited about. You know what you want to pursue. You know what you want to bring to the table, right? And they're they're bringing something in return. So having that confidence in yourself when you're seeking out that collaboration. You also want to trust your partner. Know what you value about that partner and what they bring to the table and what you respect them for. What is the value they're going to bring to the project? 
And is, is that something that you're giving them room to do, right? You both in a great relationship, you both want to have room to do the things that you excel at and you want to be able to respect and move around each other in a way that works for both of you. Here's another way to conceptualize it. If you think about the five stages of the creative process, right? Clear, play, fuel, generate, reflect. It is often a struggle in a collaborative relationship if you were trying to be involved, each of you, in every stage of a creative process, the creative process, right? So if you're both trying to generate and you're both trying to play and you're both trying to fuel and all of that at the same time, it, it can be kind of inefficient and like funky for the exchange. What you might find is that you're not involved in every stage of the creative process when you're working with another person. You might go in and out. Each of you might go in and out. So maybe you pop in for the play stage of the creative process and your collaborator pops in for the fuel stage of the creative process and they bring some uh, inspiration and ideas and examples and possibilities, right? And then maybe you take over at the generate stage. Whatever works for you as a team. So think about a band, the best way, this is the best example I could give. Think about a band, right? When you're thinking about a band, maybe like a couple of people in the band are writing the song or generating the song. And then they might bring other band members in to like, you know, do the accompaniment and do kind of like piece it together and, and do that stage of generate. And then maybe like one or two people come out, out of that and they do a little reflection and fine tuning around the lyrics, right? It's like a give and take in a collaborative process so that you're all doing what you're strong at and you're doing it in an efficient way so that you're all understanding each other. You with me? Okay. So are you feeling confident in your own idea and what you bring to the table? Are you trusting your partner and their ideas and what they bring to the table? Do you know what stage that you're strong at and where you want to be most involved in the collaboration? Do you know what stage your collaborator is really strong at and what you want them to be involved with in the collaboration? And then here's the other piece, boundaries. When you start something off, having some agreed upon terms, around who's doing what, right? Uh, what, do you, what are some uh, results that you're both looking for, right? Having some terms that you have agreed upon and some boundaries around the project so that you both feel good. It can be a really simple conversation, but I think it is key to finding the right people. Is this all, it sounds great. You're like, yeah, right. I would love to find uh, a person like this. I would love to find a, an amazing collaborator, but uh, haven't had that luck yet. Where can I find a really fantastic collaborator? Um, here are some, some thoughts I have on that. One of them is follow your interests. Friends don't always make the best collaborators or partners. God bless my husband. The worst to collaborate on projects with the worst love him but you know like he does his thing i do my thing right we collaborate on raising a child and running a house he's great for that but on a creative project that we just like don't vibe that way so that's cool i know that so what i'm saying is like friends partners all of that except that they might not make the best collaborators who will people who have your interests similar interests to you right? Similar creative vision, and then similar communication and values. Those are the pieces that are important. Like creative vision is important, but also communication 
and values are a big piece of it. So you're looking for both of those things and, and they are in many ways equally important. Um, another way to find great collaborators, right? Follow your interests. Don't always trust uh, friends and relatives and partners. They're not, they're not always the best. Uh, referrals. Trust who you've worked with in the past. So say you're looking for a collaborator in a totally new uh, avenue that you haven't worked in before. And you have people that you love working with and you trust and there's a great dialogue and they know how you work. They know what kind of person you are, right? Trust the referrals of those connections and be like, hey, could you find me, um, you know, a writer? Could you find me a producer? Could you find me a choreographer? Could you find me like a technical assistant? That, that would be great for this, right? And those are like how you, you get people that you know are going to vibe with you. I do that a lot with photographers or anybody that, or, or like, you know, production assistants for my shows, right? It's all about referrals. People know what to expect from you. They know you're good to work with. They know what you're looking for and they will hook you up that way. So tap into your community. That's a big one. So think about those, those pieces when it comes to collaboration. First, do the audit. What's made a great collaboration for you in the past? What's made a not so great collaboration for you in the past? How do you think about success in this way? The second piece, why are you seeking a collaborator? Is it because you want someone to give you confidence in your idea? Do you need a collaborator for that? Is that something, some inner work that you more have to do first? Okay. And then looking for a successful collaborative relationship. What do you bring to the table? What do you feel really strongly about? What does your partner or collaborator bring to the table? What do you, are you going to trust and respect them to do? What kind of stage do you want to be involved with? What kind of stage do you want them to be in, involved in? And then coming to some terms around how it's going to work for both of you. Okay. Think about that and let me know how it goes. Do you have any other tips about what makes a great collaborative relationship? I would love to know. Let me know on Instagram or at info at mightypractice.com. All right. Thanks, y'all. And we'll see you hopefully this fall. Have a good one. Bye-bye. If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas we talked about here today, you have to come check out my new school for artists at amightypractice.com. We offer classes and coaching to give artists of all levels what they need to get started and stay motivated in their creative work. Find out more by going to amightypractice.com or stay in touch with what we're doing by signing up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thanks, y'all.